millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We invited you to get involved in a world championship today, which you're here. So yeah. there's still time for you, the podcast listener. Um, also, we had a chat with Charlie White from The Sun, who spent a week out in Doha, <clears throat> to get a feel for how the World Cup may work when yeah, it, it goes in. We found out what he made of it all. And we had a bit of a chat, some of it football, some of it not. Yes, well, you know, it's a heavy weekend for football. It certainly was. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Well, no one saw that one coming, let's be honest. No, certainly from a results point of view. First, uh, I, I just say, I, 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 honestly, I do feel a bit low today, a bit depressed. Now, you've been in this situation as a Chelsea fan, and I know other fans have as well. Even though something happens and it's clearly not in your name, these people are nominally from the same sort of body of fan base that you oh, are, and yeah. you feel the taint of it. You feel, you feel the shame and embarrassment of it, don't you? Because they're collectively... Uh, part of the team you support. It's, it's I, I agree heartbreaking. You. It is heartbreaking, but we all share that responsibility in football. And I, I have changed my mind about this. I know you don't agree with me a hundred percent, but when we well, went, I, look, when I, we, not, I don't agree with you. I just, I just, there's kind I of caveat. There's caveats to the argument. Yeah, it's not agree, but problems in the implementation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we went to the uh, kick it out. Uh, do not do it wasn't a do it was a discussion hmm. the BBC that Troy organised and I had my eyes open I heard a lot of black players talking a lot of fans talking uh, I, I always knew it was wrong but just in a different way and people started to talk about points deduction I thought you know what that's that is very strong. That's a that's a big step. But now I I, I can't see any <coughs> other way other hmm. than fines don't work. You find the club the fans don't care. It's not their money. You throw them out, ban them from the ground. That doesn't work because, like Dan Levine said, you don't have facial recognition te- technology. Fans, I've seen it for myself. Fans being banned for a year, they'd still go every week. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't work. So the only thing that does work, the only thing is hurting your team, our teams. You know, so that if you know you're going to lose points, and I'd have a system whereby you other fans, it's got to be self-policing. You call these people out, and you all do it. And if you don't do it, then you lose points. If you do do it, the bloke's removed, the bloke's thrown out, he's banned, that's it. But if if we don't become self-policing, it's never going to change. And I thought Gary Neville spoke brilliantly yesterday and uh, it was very unfortunate that Dave Jones got caught in a kind of mealy mouth. I know he really regretted it. you know. But really, everything he said, you couldn't disagree with. Mm. You know, and we, it's talking is we've done enough talking about this now. Something has to happen, and I agree with Gary 100%. It's no good having a go at Bulgaria and places like that. What, what's the point? If we can't get our own house in order, we're, we're no better than them. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. As I said, 
there one or two caveats about how you'd implement um, points deductions and self-policing depends how far that goes. You know, if you've got fans attacking other fans because I think things they they may or may no, not no, have no, heard attacking, but they have to report them. Yeah, they have to report them. I mean, they have to make more of this texting system, more of uh, stewarding. Stewards have to be stronger. We have to make make it clear that this is not acceptable in a football stadium in any shape or form. It doesn't matter how much you've had to drink, how badly your team's that, doing. That, that system has been in place. The idea that you can chop somebody, if you hear something you don't like, and you, you can report that to a steward the, quietly. on the back of every seat, a sticker. There it is, on the seat. Here's the number. Do you hear it? Text us. Uh, you've got to take really strong... Positive action yeah. now. You can't. It's not enough to say we all, we're all find it abhorrent. Who doesn't? Unless you're an absolute idiot. But mm. it's it's unacceptable. And it overshadowed really. Uh, I thought an excellent performance by Chelsea, not a great performance by Tottenham. But he, we end up talking about that and not the football. And that yeah. is not right. Well, look, we will talk about the football. I'll get uh, off my chest. I think we started to see, um, you know, old toxic Jose emerging yesterday, unable to give uh, Lampard. The credit, well, look, he did in places, but then he came up with that old, old Conte played that system. <laughs> yeah, he didn't need to that say was that. poor, wasn't it? <laughs> so Just him. one or two things, the, the sarcasm about the kick in the chest. You know, if you raise your feet, that's the second time, or you could argue almost the third, although one was rescinded. All for petulance by Son. I didn't applaud him off. I cannot believe he got applauded off by some of the Tottenham fans yesterday. He didn't deserve it. That's another three games he's going to be missing because more petulance. He's not learning from it. He's got the manager patting him on the back. Mm. He should have ignored him. I, I don't get that at all. But I think Jose, again, was starting to see that sort of creep in, the sarcasm. He's still... The thing about Dyer, I heard Jamie O'Hara wholeheartedly agree with what he had to say this morning about that. The best of uh, Eric Dyer could play in that environment and hold his own but this isn't the best of him he's still not match sharp but he plays every game I, I, I'd hazard a guess that if he didn't speak fluent Portuguese he wouldn't be playing every game <laughs> but it, he fits into that thing that Jose likes a kind of fairly static big man the way he had Matic for Matic read Dyer mm. and he's always like that kind of player but it was crying out for Winks and he should have changed it much earlier yeah, he doesn't uh, fancy Winks because Winks is small and young and those are the two things he doesn't yeah. go for whatever but he says if we want to play a wardrobe in, in central midfield then just go and get a Billy Bookcase from the uh, he'd be a good player Billy Bookcase we should bring him in in January it's an Ikea 10 minutes from White Hart Lane he can pop down there and uh, get one look it's not a slight on Dyer but he's not up to it at the moment he's not up to playing every game and you could see after 5 minutes the way that game was going yesterday he was slow to change it and although he damned he kind of gave a bit of praise to Lampard at some points he had his backside handed to him Tactically, we were out thought and we were out thought, and and I think he should have been a bit more upfront. But his ego doesn't allow him to do that. No. I don't feel any affinity with. I mean, I, I, you know, you look at the affinity that the Liverpool fans have with Klopp. It's a wonderful when you've got a manager that you care well, about you had like that. that. With Poch, exactly, yeah, yeah. and now that takes you. Yeah, okay, he didn't win anything, and it all went pear shaped, and a change needed to be made. But I can just, I just think we're started, and so it begins. We, we sort of saw the start of the way it's going to go, and I still maintain that in two and a half, three years, he'll leave us where he found us. We might have a League Cup, but he'll leave us where he found us, 14th and toxic with the world hating us. Yeah, and who'll be your De Bruyne and uh, Salah? <laughs> yeah, who wasted. knows, players that'll have to move yeah, yeah. on. That's, that's the frustration. I, but I thought Chelsea were brilliant yesterday. Yeah, I thought I they mean, technically they set up fantastically well. They were first to everything. They wanted it more. They were biting into challenges. I don't think they, you know, Tottenham didn't win a second ball. You, you were just completely no. at it 
uh, and we weren't, and we got exactly what we deserved, which was nothing really. It's very odd with Chelsea that that is in, that performance yesterday encapsulated the season really. Some weeks brilliant, and that was the same team that seven days earlier were pathetic against yeah. Bournemouth, absolutely pitiful. Same against Everton, where they had the wrong attitude. And it's really interesting. And Mount kind of sums up Chelsea. He was brilliant yesterday, absolutely brilliant. He's been brilliant in four or five games, but he's 19. And yeah. so there are games where he's just not brilliant. Do you know, I saw you a know, side of Mount yesterday. He was putting himself about a bit oh, yesterday. No, no, he, he, he was clearly told to go out there because, you know, there's, there's a few Tottenham players. You get under their skin, they'll do what Sonny did. And I know it was a soft mm. kick out, and Rudiger did make the most of it. Mm. But if you lift your feet up and put them there, you're going to get a red no, card. He gave, he gave the VAR a yeah, decision. Of course make, it did. So, you know, it was a Soft one, but again, he's going to be. I don't know if he's flying home. He, he's does, going get, to he does get Christmas and New Year off. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I've been noting this. Kovacic, he got a nice Christmas booking. He can go around Decore's house. He got yeah. a nice Christmas booking yeah. as well. <laughs> I mean, so Jermaine Janus always used to seem to get Christmas off. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe Joe, if he's listening to this, but he always he always seemed to have a he always seem to have a good hmm. Christmas. I don't know. If it, I don't know if it's by accident or design. Why didn't Gazaniga use his hands? Why did he come I out with his feet? You don't have to. You'll have to ask him. God. That was what we were saying, and then when. Anthony Taylor pointed the other pass? way. We I don't thought, know if he thought it was a back pass. I don't know why he thought. I don't know. It was it was a crutch, old and slam. I thought it was Honey Boy Zimba. It was like <laughs> the old days of wrestling from Barnsley. But it was. It was. It was like a. It was like a wrestling Harold move. Schumacher. Wasn't it? That was great. I really enjoyed it. It was. It was brainless. But really again, much like the whole performance. To go be honest. and check for yourself. Really, yeah. Anthony Taylor. Go and check both of them. Really, I thought. But they don't. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Jose Mourinho just said in his press conference that Tottenham are going to repeal the red cards to uh, <laughs> Son Young Min. I find that, that one. I find that really difficult. I, I can't say they're going to get it overturned. He does kick out. Okay, yeah, not excessive force and all that, but he does kick out, and you can't do that. We nah. that, that, that's pre-var. You can't do that. If you know, if you you <laughs> stick the nut on somebody, if you are aggressive like that after the ball's gone, you might not have to knock them out for it still to be an offence. And you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to say Son was turned over, but I don't think he was. Rudiger did make mm. a lot of it, but he still kicked out. There's a movement of the foot. He attempts I, to I kick him to in say, the look, chest. It's so much a matter of opinion. I thought. I thought it was a yellow. I thought, yes, he did kick out, but he didn't really make contact with him. It sort of just scraped him. It was a bit moment of But petulance. you don't have to. Are no, no, the, he gave the VAR a decision to make, which was, you know, wrong of him. But I don't think they'll win the appeal. I don't know, nor do I. But they're, they're going to attempt it anyway. So more from the press conferences with the Moose uh, a little bit later on. But anyway, um, beer mat flipping. It's the sort of thing that everybody can uh, try when they uh, go and have a few pints. And you'll often see people you may have mates who are incredibly good at it and, and have thought, if only there was some kind of world championship uh, I could enter. Well, uh, next year there's going to be. It's going to be at the Ship and Shovel pub. You've got to be careful how you say that. In Southampton. And they are inviting entries for the world championship. It's taking place in February. And joining us now, the organiser, Richard Banks. Good afternoon, Richard. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, and to you. Yeah, yeah. To you so, course. I mean, what, what's what's the kind of stage at which you can get in on this? How many beer mats do you re- realistically need to be able to flip before you can get anywhere near the World Championship? Well, I mean, one of the great things about these types of World Championships is that they are open to everyone. And um, realistically, I think we're going to have to get, start somewhere between 20 beer mats as a, some sort of, you want some sort of aspiration to be a world champion. Right. Right up to maybe about 60. But 60, we also have wow. a, another character, another um, category in the world championship. It's called a speed flip, where we thought it might sort of endear people, rather than having to flip a lot of beer mats at once, the idea of that one is you have to flip 10 
single beer mats as quickly as possible in the quickest amount of time. Okay. So there's, there's, there's categories for everyone, really, I think. Okay. I'm going to ask you the format for the main competition. <laughs> How will it actually be decided? Uh, well, literally, the, the main competition is called the Master Flip. And it's basically as simple as the most beer mats flipped at once. Um, so at the moment, the world record is 112, <laughs> which is an extortionate amount of beer mats, which yes. I don't think anyone will get, hopefully not get close to, um, <laughs> because it might put some people off. Um, but if you consider having, you put the back of your hand under the beer mats, flip it in the air 180 degrees and catch it with the same hand, then you're good to go and good to enter the uh, the competition. So it'll go up incrementally, will it? So you'll get, you may have two people going head to head have done sort of 30 each and then that will go up what's in, like anything else, like the weightlifting, like the high jump. Mm. The bar will just keep going up until yeah. you get an outright winner. I did think about that um, but this uh, this time the, it's in the inaugural World Championships and we're just going to have it as you come in and you get five attempts. Um, so you say, okay, I'm going to try and flip 20 and then you can try and flip 30, 40 and it's in a controlled environment where we can judge it and if you get it within those attempts, that's great. If you don't, then you have to come back and try again. Um, so it should be a, give people enough chance to, to practice and then go for it in their five attempts. Is it a standardised beer mat? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, it is a standard. The beer mats are ready to go. They've been printed. They've been branded. Right. Uh, we had a great supplier for them. Um, I mean, the great thing about this is that we have, um, you know, thousands of pubs across Britain that are like gymnasiums for beer mat flippers. So you can, um, you know, go to your local pub, get a beer mat, and or one or two, maybe maybe a few more than that, and practice your flipping in preparation for this um, chance to be a world champion in something. Okay. So do they head to what? Do they go, have you got a website or somewhere? Can uh, yeah. people register their interest? Yeah. If you can go, you can go. It's basically it's very easy to remember. It's beermatflipping.co.uk. <laughs> okay. Or we're on, we're on Facebook. And what um, was the pro- or, what's the prize? Oh, sorry, can't, can't, go on, come finish your details. Yeah, sorry, no, Richard. fine. No, no. Um, so you can go on there, have a look, see how the, um, the competition's run. And, and I think the best thing about the competition is that everything on the day that we generate from entry, which is £10 for unlimited goes um, at the, in the competition, goes to local charities. Um, so there's a good cause and there's we want to try and create a really sort of good community feel to the event. Um, good stuff. And, and uh, okay. You can the, the website and, um, and register your interest. And then, then away you go and pop along on February the 8th next year to... Um, have some fun. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From TalkSport. Let's talk about Qatar now, where the, the, the 2022 World Cup will be held. Charlie White from The Sun went out there for a week to kind of get a feel of the place around the World Club Cup. Yeah, it was and a good piece this morning. It was, very interesting. Grim, though. Um, he wasn't expecting a lot, but did it uh, surprise him? Is he now really looking forward to the World Cup? Let's <laughs> find out. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon, how you doing? Not yeah. too bad, thanks. So, you, yeah, you did go out there... Uh, fearing the worst, didn't you? So you kind of came in it from that. So you were saying, like, you wanted you wanted the country to prove to you that it would be a good World Cup venue. So did it come close to that? Look, positives and negatives. You know, f- first of all, you know, before I joined the Sun in '96, I actually worked for a newspaper in that region, in the United Arab Emirates, Sharjah, yeah. which is very near Dubai. Uh, so I've sort of ha- you know had a taste for the place. I was only there six months. But, you know, it's not the first time to the Middle East. I, I was hoping that it would have changed that area. And in, in some respects, I think football fans could have a good World Cup. So very quickly, the positives. First of all, it's only six hours from London, which is a not, lot nearer than Brazil. And the travelling compared to Russia, the furthest venues will be 40 miles from each other. OK, travel will be free. So they'll only need to be you know, in one hotel, could maybe do more than one game uh, in a couple of days, maybe two games in a day. Um, so you know, fans could hop in and out. So you know, that's the positives. The weather will be better than it certainly is in England. It was cloudy last week. There was a bit of rain, but it didn't get below 14, 20 degrees during the day. Fine. Yeah, good football weather. Yeah. Now, uh, the football, the players will love it, by the way, because they won't have to get on any planes. You know, it, comparing to Russia, where England was near St. Petersburg and, you know, they had some real travel uh, and there were some major heat issues as well. So the, the managers and the players will love it. The facilities will be outstanding uh, or they are outstanding. My issue is that, you know, and we know the World Cup shouldn't be going there for many reasons. Uh, and dubious reasons, you know, why they got it. We know that. But let's talk about the fans. You know, the, the fans, the, the 32 sets of fans that are going to be coming to this country. And, you know, Doha, sorry, Qatar is the size of Yorkshire, all right? Mm. But actually, it's only in and around Doha. So it, it's actually, you know, only probably a third of the area of, of Yorkshire where you're going to get these 32 countries playing here. And I just don't see how everyone's going to fit in. It's 35,000 hotel rooms. It's going to go up to maybe 70. They're talking about having cruise ships moored. They're now talking about having, talking to Glastonbury for Ooh. advice how to have a 15,000 tents in the desert, okay? And, yeah, the metro system might be fine, but we, we, we're talking a major tournament here. And, you know, the restaurants and the bars, there's, I've just looked, and there's a thousand on TripAdvisor. It surprises me that there's there's a thousand places to eat in Doha. I didn't think it'd be that many. It feels a lot less, but that's a lot less than Bristol, half Manchester, and 
Yeah, if fans want alcohol, we know the issues. It's £11 a pint. They have to have their passports with them at all times to get into these hotels. Quite a few Liverpool fans, I believe, are still in Qatar because they've lost their passports and they're trying yeah. to get home. That's not a surprise. Do you okay? think they might relax some of these, Charlie? I mean, because so, you said in the fans, you could get a pint for a fiver. Uh, do you think so, they, and you've said there's not that many places mm. really trying to, to congregate. And do you, do you feel they might they might address this? I mean, they, are they looking for feedback from people like yourself to say, this is what you've got to be thinking about well, before the World Cup? Well, I, th- I think, you know, the, the fun park is, is one way they're doing it. Uh, and it was £5, so that's, that, that, that's fine. But, of course, you know, the, you ask any England fan, they might go to a fan park for one or two days, but a football fan doesn't want to spend the whole trip in a fan park. No. They, you know, they want to go and have something to eat, and, and obviously, you know, they can eat in the shopping malls, and that's fine. But it's not your, your typical, you know, it's obviously, you know, very different to even other um, countries in that area. It, it's just very, very different. And... I, I, we saw an issue on Friday where a load of Flamingo fans are in a sports bar, very good-natured, 40 of them, um, all sort of started singing, a few Liverpool fans singing back, no problems at all. You know, basically about 50 middle-aged blokes having a couple of beers. But as soon as they started singing, the security came in and the hotel manager was just urging them to be quiet because they're not used to that. And some of the locals were leaving. That happens elsewhere. Mm. Now, those things might get relaxed. I agree with you. But... Uh, but but ultimately, it's just not geared to having this number of fans. I mean, yeah, yeah. You imagine if uh, Scotland, you, you know, who knows? Say they get to to the World Cup. For the no, no, you don't. Time. You can stop there. That's fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can you imagine telling the Scots to, to to be quiet? You know, they've not had a world been at a World Cup since '98, and you know, imagine you know the Australians and you know all yeah. you know, the South Americans who are fifteen thousand Flamengo fans. And, and even, I think, privately, the Qataris are not really sure where they're going to fit everybody. I mean, no, we've, had, we've had at World Cups before, though, that culturally, you know, people are warned, aren't they? The locals will be warned. This is what, this is what it's like. The football fans come and do this, and you might yep. just have to suck it up for, uh, for a month. Well, I think that maybe South, uh, South Korea and Japan was a little bit like that. was a bit of a shock to the system after all the scare stories. So you've got to hope that this sort of stuff yep. will be explained and will be relaxed slightly. And, and even if it is, which I think to a degree it probably won't be, because you know with with you know Dubai um, has had sort of maybe bigger tournaments, and we've had F1 races elsewhere in the region. And by the way, the other thing is the issue is you know Dubai is only forty five minutes, fifty minutes away by flight, but because of by plane, but because of the blockade and the yeah. massive, massive political problems, you can't go from the UEA. You know, to Qatar, and that's unlikely to change. So let, let's say they even do become a little bit more relaxed. I still don't see where everyone is going to go. Yeah. Uh, it's just not possible. And you know, there's not really any areas to congregate. Again, the, the centre of Doha is is very nice. There's a, there's a couple of souks. You have the feel, again, of a, of a provincial city. But this is the main hub. It's the only hub. And a couple of the other cities... You know, inverted commas cities, maybe 20 miles from Doha, they're not only building the stadiums, but they've not even built the cities yet. Wow, OK. Bad. How's this ever, ever happened? Well, we know how it it's, it's, it's terrible. I think it's awful. And my advice to any football fan would be either go and experience it, but it might only be for a couple of days, or it'll save your money 
And 17 months later, after that World Cup, you're going to have the European Championships in Germany and go and watch that instead. Yeah. I mean, as you make a point, it's six hours. People might just decide to go in, do one match, just have a couple of days there, and that'll be enough to kind of soak up the atmosphere. But that would be the, fine. I mean, how often do we... We often see people going for the month, don't we, and, and, and experiencing a World Cup. We're probably not going to see as many people doing that. Uh, I, I don't think so. As, as we said, you know, in Russia, a few people, you know, nipped and watched England. They got a chartered flight. They were back at Stansted at three in the morning. So mm. that would be fine. And I, I could see why that could be quite enjoyable. But, you know, you, with the South American fans, you know, they're not going to be coming. You know, we saw in Russia how many Colombians uh, were there, didn't we? And Peruvians. So they're not going to be going home. So just, just forgetting the, the teams from Britain and Ireland or even Western Europe, there's going to be a lot of fans there and I just don't know where they're going to fit. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Andy, um, yes. have you got any other stories for us today? Uh, well, I've got a few Christmas stories. Yeah. So, <laughs> two blokes have sent each other the same Christmas card every year for 50 years. So they just basically got one card so she does one money. card. You've only, only got, got one. one card. And they send it back to each yeah. other. That's, so for, I quite we like should that. do that. Yeah. That's a good Save idea. Save money, wouldn't it? Well, it would. And um, uh, yeah. well done to them for that. Is it, so is it, food allergies and vegans I mean there'll be 64 different types of Christmas pudding on offer yeah. this year. That's a lot, isn't it, really? Uh, there was somebody in the Telegraph today. Her name is Bridget Woods Kramer. She's uh, an amazing woman, mm. 65. She's one of uh, the country's top yoga teachers. Oh, yeah. But uh, she has, you know, an alternative lifestyle, as you can imagine. Mm. Mm. And uh, she had an energy secret. And so, Andy, I want you to try either of these over Christmas and tell okay. me how you get on. Her energy secret for someone of a certain age is fresh vegetable juice or standing on my head for five to ten minutes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Or both. She said you can do it against the wall. Uh, I take it she means uh, standing on air, not drinking vegetable juice. Yeah. Or get a special headstand stool online. Or just lie down with a bolster hmm. on, on cushions across your lower back and your legs up against the wall. Going upside down daily is invigorating and relaxing at once. So can you, uh, well, I'll give it a can try, you do yeah. that for us, Andy? Just uh, go upside down against the wall. <laughs> <My> neck. That's not a good idea. Yeah. 61-year-old Madonna... Oh yeah, he's dating. She must be doing this. She's been. She's dating one of her twenty-five-year-old dancers. Really? Can you honestly? That is that is ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> why, why, is it, why is it ridiculous? It's far too much of an age gap. Can you imagine being? If you're sixty-one. All your references of a certain type. Of, yeah. You know. So you reckon she's sitting there talking about on the buses and yeah, he's going to go Malcolm and Wise Christmas specials. Like, yeah. Remember that one with Kenneth Kendall? <laughs> Ain't nothing like a dame, and he's giving her the thousand-yard stare. Is that what yeah, you think? Is that exactly. probably that's what it's like? But it's a bit like me and the producer. We yeah. have to explain everything to him. But That's you know. right, yeah. I mean, all your re- it, it can't be easy, that conversation. You can't just casually throw in an old sitcom or, or yeah. even an old song. You know, every time she does Alan Wicker, she's got to explain it to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she does that impression <laughs> an awful lot. <laughs> There's some good stuff on the BBC archive. They've got some quite good Alan Wicker stuff. So. Well, you're a big fan, aren't you? I Andy? am, yes. Diego Maradona's uh, told the world that he was once abducted by a UFO. Yes. Did you see that? I did. It was a bit strange, wasn't it, really? Yeah. He said, I said, I, once, he said, after too many drinks, I went missing from home for three days. It <laughs> wasn't a UFO, <laughs> I don't think. No, I don't think it was. No, he said, he, he, told, he told the missus that. He apparently yeah. went on a, a three-day bender and got back, and she said, where you been? He said, oh, yeah, um, a UFO took me. <laughs> oh, yeah, and she believed it. Well, she? I think she, yeah, she bought it, apparently. Mm. She, she went with that one. Yeah, marvellous. And I, I, I do admire DJ Deke 
Duncan, seventy-four. DJ Deke Duncan, yeah. DJ Deke Duncan. This this may be this may point to my future actually once I pack up here. He broadcasts radio shows in his shed in Stockport yeah. to his wife. And uh, now he's met a producer to discuss some film of his life. She wouldn't listen, though, Sue, would she, really? (laughs) That would be bad, wouldn't it? That's true, actually. Broadcasting to nobody. (laughs) Yes, well. (laughs) Uh, Anything else? Um, What else have we got here? Um, DJ DJ Duncan. Yeah, you've just done that one. You've just done the DJ story. I know it's very quiet this time of year. (laughs) A golfer has been thrown out of an exclusive club because he allegedly played too many rounds and now he's been reinstated. Aussie John Kaywood, 72, had a £975 overseas membership at Sunningdale, yeah. but denied he'd had 94 rounds a year, not the allowed 30. So there you go. Anyway, they let, they let him play. Yeah. Uh, bit, oh, in this day and age, you think golf clubs wouldn't be so picky like that? It's, it's amazing the amount of top-level managers that do a lot of work on the toilet. Uh, we discovered uh, Matt Taylor of Exeter. Uh, he masterminded a, 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 a stunning comeback for his team uh, at the weekend. <laughs> Producer's not happy. Yeah, well, shaking that? his head. And he's not happy with his Exeter well, getting a stunning comeback. Lose, really. Steve Bruce told us the other week he was watching clips on the toilet, wasn't he? he was just mm. uh, sitting there contemplating, etc. Really really? Not really. But uh, Matt Taylor did the same thing. He said, um, "I was watching the Yeovil highlights from here two and a half years ago when Exeter came back from three 0 down." Draw three three. Mm. I was sat on the toilet watching those clips this morning. They need those sloping toilets we were talking about last week. They put so much pressure on the thighs. Yeah, you can't sit on them for longer than five minutes. They're, they're thinking of installing them here. Really? But that's one of the great pleasures, isn't it? Really? <laughs> well, I, I'd say so. But you know, well, it certainly is if you're a top level manager. But I think people do take their phones in into the loo, which isn't hygienic. But then you end up spending far too long in there. It's this yeah. similar situation. Anyway, did you see a bloke wrote to the Daily Star about? Well, I almost Alan certainly Brazil. didn't know. You got about Alan Brazil? Yeah. Okay. A Steve in London wrote, uh, Can someone teach Alan Brazil correct rhyming slang? Uh, Gregory Peck is a neck and not specs, and Barney Rubble is trouble, not double. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> yeah. writing into a paper about that. He needs to. That's true. They're not wrong, though. He's, he's, he's getting it all wrong. Is it wrong? I mean, Gregory yeah. Peck specs, I suppose. No, it's your neck. Gregory Peck's your neck. Gregory Peck's your neck. Yeah. But, you know, you can. Uh, bit of flexibility. No, you can't. Not in the world of Cockney. There is no flexibility. No flexibility. Uh, in the Alan's world from of Scotland. Co- he's Cockney. not a Cockney, is he? Well, why is he, Spurs. Why does he think he's Guy Ritchie? Why is he slinging it in there then? <laughs> no idea. True. Anyway, time now for the clips of the month for December. Yes, time for the Clips of the Month. Slightly earlier than usual, as we say, tomorrow will be the last show of the year and we've got the best clips of all time, really, all your old karaoke clip favourites. Yes. As you can imagine, 9.32 and all that. But we thought we'd just round things off. You can go and vote for your favourite uh, at TSHNJ on Twitter, T-S-H-A-N-D-J. Once we've uh, given you all, there'll be a couple of uh, elaborate semi-finals and a final and we'll play the winner of the Clips of the Month. Uh, just before we hand over to Matt Holland and Georgie Bingham, who are in for Adrian and Goffey on Drive. But we were a bit shocked to hear Harry Redknapp uh, say this on breakfast. Willie, I love Willie. Uh, <laughs> Willie. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> yeah, that's what well, the end. Here's Jim White talking Arsenal fan TV. Venga, get out of our hold effing on. club. Hold, hold on. Well, he'd be doing his rhyming slang as well, wouldn't he? Jim as a cockney, yeah. Yes. Uh, this is Natalie Sawyer chatting to Jamie O'Hara about whether they're both morning people. I'm always up early. Are you? Yeah, just attack the day. Really? No. Oh, my good. I was going to say, I'm more of a fucking sleep in. Pun? <laughs> what, what was that, Natalie? A fucking sleep in.
If I can sleep oh, in. If I wow, can sleep I in. She's doing an Australian yes, accent. Blimey. Yeah, look. Time now for our longest pause of the month by Angling Project's Les Weber on Fisherman's Blues. We're now open for taking bookings. Um, and at the moment, looking at the figures last night, ready to put it on the radio this morning, we've got 371 um, people booked to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of the word people, could that's he? My, that's my favourite. 171 so far, yeah. goats. I mean, you could have filled it with anything, couldn't you? And finally, it's Fight Night's Nick Pete. Hey, you've forgotten one. Oh, have I? Sorry, I do apologise. It's Alan Brazil uh, with awards news. Sorry. Messi made at six last night. The magician beat Liverpool's Virgil van Dijk to the balloon door. The balloon. <laughs> You're the balloon, big man. The balloon door there. Marvellous. Yeah, perhaps and finally. Perhaps that's Cockney rhyming It slang. could be, yeah. And finally, it's Fight Night's Nick Pete ahead of the AJ Ruiz fight. And maybe that's what Team Ruiz have looked at. Listen, we'll come in really heavy and we'll basically sponge. We'll take a lot of his shots, but we'll make him work, 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 work. There we are. So there's your uh, there's your clips of the month. Harry Redknapp uh, loving Willie, Jim White's Cockney, Natalie Sawyer going a bit Australian and scaring the life out of us. Uh, longest pause by Les Weber on Fisherman's Blues, Big Alan's Balloon Door on Nick Pete and uh, Drake and Rihanna. Thanks for everybody who voted for the uh, Clips of the Month for December. And we do have a, an outright winner. It's not the one we expected. We thought Natalie Sawyer uh, may win it, but it wasn't. It was this short and sweet one. It was uh, being a bit shocked to hear Harry Redknapp say this on Breakfast recently. Willie, I love Willie. <laughs> Willie. Here we are. Just basically someone saying it's Willie repeatedly. We have, we have got the Queen of Innuendo with us. Yeah, we certainly have. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. It's on afternoon. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We return tomorrow with the Christmas Eve party. You'll have uh, old classic clips, chats with the listeners, a falls panel. I think uh, dance will pop up in the guise of one of the other Talk Sport presenters. So. Uh, Join us if you can from one. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.